Well, good afternoon, everyone. Darren Saul here, your host of Playing With Perspective, episode 155, with the lovely Alex Manstead. How are you, Alex? I'm really good. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for joining me in the I'm excited Animation Studios. Yes, yes. I'm excited to be here in your living room with you. Thanks for having me. (laughs) (laughs) So everyone out there, Alex has got a fantastic story and we're going to be chatting all about following what lights you up to build the life you want. So Alex is the founder of Atria, which is a mind fit community that brings together resources, experiences and experts to help you thrive. I love it, Alex. That sounds great. Yes, thank you. We can thank my marketing guru for that one. Um, no, no it's, um, yeah, I'm really excited to be here today talking to you about this and give you guys a little bit more insight into me, Atria, and how I even got to this place, really. Awesome. And, you know, it's something that, you know, everybody's talking about more and more is, is like living to your truth, doing what you love, trying to build a life around what you enjoy and what you're good at still has to be viable to make money yeah um it's such a common um topic these days because i suppose everybody's feeling a little bit burnt out and the pressures of the world and the corporate space and everything else so maybe tell us a bit about your background your story and how atria came about absolutely and to that point like living your best life was coined for a reason right it's a phrase for a reason and i just feel like we're now in a really unique world where you can live your best life and find a way to monetize it. And that's just basically what, you know, what I'm trying to do. And I think everyone should be doing, you should just be doing what you really want to do in life. Um, I know that's quite obvious, but yeah, so I, I don't even know where to start. I always get caught at like, where do I even go back to? But basically I uh, was an insurance broker for 12 years. So I've been in the corporate world for pretty much, my entire adult life. Mm -hmm. So I started when I was 18 um, in the insurance world and worked my way up through various roles, um, all within sort of broking, sales, relationship management, um, and then moved into some operations towards the end. And then uh, it was 2019, end of 2019, I took a role at a tech startup company. So um, at the time, I thought that it was kind of like, you know, I was ready to to move into something, a different industry or a career change. Really, in hindsight, I think I've just always been wanting to start my own thing. And that that was kind of, um, I'd I'd been sort of searching for a while, but that was me just sort of taking a leap. Um, Unfortunately, unfortunately, it was not the time to take a leap because COVID hit, um, March and yes. I was without a job by April. So um, unfortunately just was wrong timing for to, to be um, a new person in a startup business. So it's pretty rough um, time. Oh, right. Uh, and honestly, like they just really supported me through it and it was just really unfortunate timing. I'm still good mates with all of them. Um, and it's just one of those things that, yeah, I got, I got out of it and I was like, you know, <laughs> what the hell do I do now? Like, it was one of those moments of holy shit. I, I definitely was, I was shit scared. I was like, what's like, what do I do now? You know? And the funny thing is, is that even when I took the job um, at the tech firm, I'd said to, you know, the close people that I'd talked to before taking the role, no matter what happens, worst case scenario, this doesn't work out. 
like, but I've gained a, a serious amount of experience. Yes, I've left an industry that I've known for 12 years, but you know, I'm sure that that I can find something, um, you know, that, that I'll be okay, basically. So yeah, so I took some time off. Um, thankfully, I could support myself for a little bit through that time and um, had some help during that time as well. Right. And was able to take a breath. And, and this is why, you know, I even chose the topic that, that we're discussing today, which was following what lights you up that like gave me a chance to really sit for a second and figure out what the hell I want in life. And like, really, I don't mean just really do some deep soul searching. Yeah. And I think, and the funny thing is, well, it's not funny. I mean, COVID and, and everything everyone went through was really, really tough. And it's, it was a mixture of giving people opportunities and taking opportunities away. So it's, it's a really weird one because you, and I think your mindset becomes so important during that time. And, and that was the biggest disruptor is to your mindset. Um, I was really lucky at the time to have moved out with my best friends. We were set up in, uh, you know, a beautiful suburb. So I was really, really grateful for the, the space that I could take this time in. Um, and through that, like, I just, it, it sort of started with, you know, I, I was freaking out. Like, I'm not going to lie. I was sitting there like, what's, what the hell do I do now? Like, do I go back to insurance? Do I, um, stay in the tech world? Like is, is, is being in a tech startup really what I want? Um, and I actually, it all sort of started going through, I, I just started to figure out what I naturally draw towards. So for me, it was always um, digital content. So YouTube videos, Instagram, social media, like I don't get me wrong. I appreciate that social media can be the devil, but I also (laughs) kind of, I really love it. And I think that it's a powerful tool when you use it the right way. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, I hope so because I feel like (laughs) that's the basis of a lot of what we do. So, um, but I truly do believe that. And it's all about how you use it. Yeah. Um, and not letting it use you, so to speak. So, yeah, so true. And yeah, and this you year, have, particularly this oh year, it's it's almost gone to another level. I call it social media 2.0. Yeah, it's gone to well, another level now. Now, yeah. um, NFTs, like I sound like I know what I'm yeah, talking about, but God, I know what you I'm talking about. Um, and and these are things that I'm now starting to really get into and understand, and and it just blows my mind, like what. The, what people are trying to create and how they're trying to create it. And if anyone doesn't know what blockchain is out there, go and research it. Just look up blockchain for dummies. That's what I did. And honestly, it really gives you a good overview. Yeah, um, and if you, but, love, uh, if you want to get into NFTs, Gary V is yeah. always talking about NFTs. So yep. check out one of his videos because he he's right on the bandwagon with NFTs. Exactly. Or there's a really good podcast and I'm going to do a shameless plug right now because I was just on this podcast. But uh, Matt Gottesman, he uh, just had a a guy on talking all about NFTs. That's about to come out soon. Um, But that it gave a really good and that's actually how I understood a lot of it. And I feel like when you have analogies around that sort of stuff, it's really it's much better to understand than just, I don't know, reading Google. Um, That's how I tried to do it. So, um, so yeah, I guess like I started to, and, and part of that, I was drawing towards lots of YouTube videos, which I've always done, um, but lots of adventure stuff and a lot of like 
I don't know, just stuff away from my career. And even at the time, I even said to a friend, like, I'm just, I feel like for the first time in my life, I'm not seeking in my career. Like I was always really ambitious about my career. Um, And I just sort of started to become really ambitious in other areas of my life too. Like even just cooking and um, I started doing handstands and things like, like I think everyone. (laughs) While you cook Well, they either did handstands or cooked banana bread. So I chose handstands. Um, And it was, and I actually did a workshop with um, one of, uh, her name's Morgan Rose and she does uh, sort of gymnastics uh, tutorials and things like that. And so I just, started to do I'm not good at them by the way let's preface (laughs) all of that by saying it's it's definitely a hobby Um, but yeah I don't know I guess what I'm trying to say is that I just started to do things that brought me joy and lit me up rather than just trying to figure out you know your energy yeah and and also how do I turn this into a career that stopped becoming the question because and I, I say this to anyone, you can, t- we are in an age where you can turn anything into a career, like 100%. anything, even, you know, for Christ's sake, I know everyone gives some shit to OnlyFans, but if you're, if you want to go do that, you do you, and there's a platform for it now. So those are the things that like, there's opportunities for anything that you want to do these days. And Absolutely. I truly yep. think that we need to remove this fear around, um, and I understand it because I've been through it more times than 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 the average person. But it's I understand why it's scary and why because you've basically we've all been programmed to believe that it's one way your so entire true. life. So true. And, yeah, and the other thing I, I might just jump in. It's like the era of the side hustle. Everybody's mm. got a side hustle, maybe more than one, and that's cool. And because of the internet, yep. because of marketing these days we can all do it and why not 100 percent. and to you know going jumping ahead i'll come back to this but like we just spoke about this i work full-time right now hmm. so yes i've got atria but i also work full-time so that yeah. i can help fund atria um and also because i'm a recruitment in insurance oh, sorry a recruiter in insurance which was a really good way for me to utilize the experience that i have in the past and monetize it and help a business yep. and pass on the experience and the knowledge that I've gained over 12 years. So you, you you don't have to be one thing. You don't have to do it one way. And I truly like, that's one thing that I am just really, really passionate about is trying to help people just help them to open up their mind a little bit to try something new. Um, And I guess I'm now in a really uh, good role to be doing that as a recruiter, because you're talking about careers often. So yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I think that side hustles now are, it does, it honestly does not take a lot of funds to start something these days, yeah. especially, especially online. So yeah. it's, if you you're out there things, thinking about it. It just takes a bit of time. You don't have to spend a lot of money. There's so many great tools that are for free and you know, even CRMs and other things. And it's, yeah. really, it's just more about making something of what you love to do and seeing where it goes. And yeah, following what lights you up. That's absolutely. Yeah. So tell us more about Atria. So what exactly is it? And you know, yeah. tell us more about Atria. How did you come up with this name? What is it? Yeah. Okay. So the name, um, it's a shout out and he, he doesn't actually even realize that he helped me come up with it, but um, he, a friend of mine was, so basically like this, how it's all come about is just take, like I said, I followed what lights me up figured out what my strengths are, figured out what I naturally draw towards. And it's always 
been and always will be likely to be personal development. Anything to do with the mindset, anything to do with mental health. Um, Of course, we've all been through mental health struggles. I don't know any person who has not dealt with something in the mental health area. Um, And I I am, um, you know, the same. And I've been through quite a few things that have definitely tested the um, the mental capacity. And um, I guess from that, I, I just, there has to be ways to deal with things. And that's kind of where a lot of this is stemmed from. Mm -hmm. So about five years ago, um, I unfortunately lost my mom and she was really, really sick my whole life. And I think growing up watching that, uh, it was hard to, it's been hard to separate and see other people struggle and not want to help or not want to do something about it. And I think it stemmed from growing up watching my mum go through that and feeling a little bit helpless at times. Um, I know, I know, you know, my whole family felt that way at times too. Mm, So so sorry to hear that. No, thank you. And I like, look, it is one of those things that I I definitely tell it as part of my story because it's, it's a big why it's a big purpose and a big reason why I'm doing what I do. And, you know, it's always hard because I, I always struggle with whether I mention it or not. And the one thing that I find and like the more that we tell these things about ourselves and be vulnerable and say these things, I think people relate to us and like there could be somebody out there right now who's going through that same thing and might relate to this. So I feel like telling those, those things about ourselves is important. Um, so yeah, so I obviously, uh, went through a few things that was about five years ago. And that was probably the defining moment where, I really took my mental health seriously. Like that was the thing I'd always loved understanding, you know, um, mental health and, but it was always for a different reason. I feel like it was always, you know, how do I achieve like, I don't know, maybe just not getting to the core reason of why I want to achieve the things I want to achieve. So obviously when that happened, it really woke me up to a lot of things. It made me take a lot of responsibility And um, since then, it's just been a journey with meeting multiple health professionals, um, you know, all different types of people that deal with different things and, and then taking my own mental health into my hands and realizing that you can literally do anything and overcome anything as long as you have the right tools and support. So that's basically where Atria sort of stems from is that I want to help people find better ways of dealing with their mental health. And part of that is creating a community that houses the best resources, experts, experiences, um, anything that you need in order to help you thrive. And yeah, I thank you. Well, it's, um, it's definitely a big concept, you know, it's not like one specific product or one specific service. Um, But I never really wanted it to be about that because we don't have one way of taking our mental health into our hands Um, and our physical health as well, because they're all tied into the one thing. Um, So even even down to, you know, I had a, a chronic back problem for seven years that I overcame and that was Um, in conjunction with my own obviously my own stuff but working with a trainer and a physio and I went through so many different avenues so it wasn't just physios um, there was some kinesiology involved lots of different ways and different 
people until I found what actually worked. And that was for seven years. So you can imagine that that was very frustrating, a lot of time and money spent on that. So there's just, there's always been a few different things that, um, that I feel like have contributed to why Atria even exists. Yeah, and it's kind of taking uh, its own journey as in real time as well. Yeah. And I, I joked, I used to joke um, with my friends about wanting to own a gym or wanting to own a wellness center. And it was never a joke, really in hindsight. I was saying actually what I really wanted to do, but what, sometimes I think we joke about things when we don't think that they're possible. So it's funny now that, um, you know, it's not a joke anymore and it's something that I take seriously enough that I am pursuing as a, a full-time career. So um yeah, so, and the name, the name actually stems from the word atrium. So atrium is a Roman dwelling, uh, which breathes light internally to a space. So nice. I wanted it to feel, you know, I want atria to feel light. I want it to feel like it's a place that you can come that really feels like home. And, you know, it's something that you can trust and a, a name that it's it's associated with a lot of different core values like collaboration community excitement um i love core values i talk about them often so that's that's also part of some of the things that we offer through atria but um so yeah that that's basically where the name came from nice, and i love it and yeah and how's, very- how's the journey been to, to build it have you has it been a pretty smooth process or have you had a lot of stumbling blocks along the way i don't know anyone who started a business that says it's smooth. And if they have, <laughs> I want to meet them and I want to know what they did. Pick their brain. Um, look, I think that it's a part of kind of who I am as well that I, I like to learn the hard way, unfortunately. Yeah. And fortunately, it means I learn, um, I learn a really good lesson when I go through things, but it sometimes means I have to go through a little bit of pain. Yeah. Um, and I guess, yeah, it has not been smooth at all but it's been a lot of fun. It's been very exciting. It's been, um, it's been challenging. I, I feel I've never felt more fulfilled in my life really. And I actually said this today, I had lunch with one of my best friends and we caught up and haven't caught up in a while. And she was like, you know, what's like, how do you feel? And I was like, I I've never felt this level of conf- confidence before. Like just my level of self-worth, I guess, and how I feel about myself thanks to Atriar because you have to put yourself out there constantly. Like when you start a business, you are, you are constantly putting yourself out there, not just, and and obviously I have my social media and I'm putting, I'm putting myself into the brand. So it's, it's a really scary thing to do because, you know, we're human and rejection is one of the scariest things for humans. And I think that that's, that's been one of the hardest parts is caring what people think. Um, and it's so detrimental to your vision. I honestly just wish it's something. That's the only thing that I truly wish part of the human experience we didn't have because I can only imagine what people would do in life. Um, and it's, yeah, so it's it, there's a lot of um, managing and a lot of things you have to go through when you start a business that you have to really manage your mental health. And, and I'm lucky that I have professionals around me. Yeah. Uh, and that's, you know, what Atria is all about is really utilizing the people around you, the resources. So we're not just, you know, I'm not just going to throw a professional at you or a service. People can choose to take that direction if they want to. I have plenty of friends who, when they've come to me um, for help or whatever, and I've said to them, you know, maybe go see this person. 
it's not their thing. And that's cool. Like that's, there's another way for them. And that's the important thing that, that I want Atria to represent is that there's not one way to be able to do this. And I just want to give people as much as I can and the professionals and all of the people involved to be able to, to, to make that choice really. You want to, you want to contribute something to society for the people that are going to find value with it. Exactly. And it really is, um, you know, one of our unofficial taglines, which I'm trying to figure out if I use it as an official tagline is breaking through bullshit. And it's, it's, it's really what, like, there is so much shit out there. Like there is like, honestly, in, in the fitness community alone Mm -hmm. is, it's just saturated with so much shit and every, you know, all of the good trainers are the first people to say it. And it sucks because they're the ones that have to deal with that every single day. They're out there trying to actually help people, but they always have to deal with this stigma that's attached to things. So yeah. And in the mental health industry now, which is so ironic that an industry that's meant to help people can be so detrimental um, so I think it's, it's, and in a lot of ways, this is stemmed from my background as being a broker. Part of your role as a broker is being a trusted advisor. So that's kind of what I'm trying to recreate here, just, um, for something for a different industry, really. Well, I mean, this is, it brings to, it brings us to a great question is that, you know, there's a lot of great, um, people out there. There's a lot of great coaches, service providers, healthcare providers, professionals, how do you vet them? How do you decide who you let in and who you don't let in? Yeah, and that's, um, you know, I'll be dead honest, that's one that I'm still wrestling with. I, in the first instance, so we have a directory of providers already, and I think it's up to six professionals. Mm -hmm. For me, these are all people I personally know, I've personally worked with, um, and they are trusted. So for me, bringing people into atria is a very selective process and it's not because i'm trying to be exclusive it's actually the opposite i want this to be something that is truly valuable to people so in terms of like actual providers and vetting them that how can i possibly do that with everyone in the world right so eventually what i see this being and it's what i'm i'm starting to aim towards is to have a board of people that that vet people so vet the professionals and um because you know this really is the whole point of atria is it doesn't belong to me it really is it's it's for everyone and community for the community community for the community even my friends we just had our first event on saturday which was an outdoor yoga event and it just i was really um i just just lit up by how amazing the energy was there and it was because i felt like that it like even though i am obviously the one that's running atria it didn't feel like it was just like me and my business putting on an event it just felt like a collective um a collaboration and that's that's really what atria is all about that's why you know even products and things like that of course there are products that i have in mind that i want to do but i will be utilizing other people's brands to bring them to life because i don't believe that i really need to go and recreate things that are already created like we have enough stuff in this world it's like you're not going to probably see me doing an activewear line anytime soon <laughs> not that i am I am all for it because I love activewear. I live in it, but I just feel like for me, it's not something that I really need to be doing and could re- like adding more into, into that world. So, yeah. so I mean, in terms of what you have set up so far, maybe give the audience an idea as to what kind of access, what kind of services, what kind of professionals they can actually 
find working with Atria as it is now? Absolutely. So we've got um, we've got a kinesiologist and a mindset coach. So that's Natasha King. She is a genius human being. Um, I've been seeing her myself for almost five years now. And she's actually a big reason why this business started. So uh, other than all the other reasons I've told you, um, (laughs) she and I started working together after I lost my mom. I went through kind of a bit of a a burnout. Um, I took a pretty senior job, lost my mom, went through multiple other things, breakups, things like that. And I just kind of burnt out. And I was pretty much looking for anything and everything to fix myself at the time and I met Natasha and this woman is just I have I actually don't have the words and that's really probably not good I need to probably find the words to really <laughs> articulate um but she and off the back of me seeing her and then obviously talking about her people seeing the changes in me all of these little things, um, it, it's up to something like, I don't know, 35 or 40 people off the back of that have gone and seen her over time. Oh my God. And, you know, it was just one of those things that one of my friends just joked about it and was like, you need to set up a referral fee or something like this. And I was like, well, hang on a second. Like there's actually something to that. So um, yeah, so there's Natasha. She's, yeah, she, so for those who don't know what kinesiology is, it really is working with your mind and your body in combination. Um, you help in, ter- in terms of uh, you're getting to your subconscious and dealing, uh, doing a lot of muscle work and things like that to help unlock things that we might not even be aware of uh, on our body or, you know, um, in our subconscious. Wow. So that's my explanation. It's I've probably just butchered it. So I'm sorry to the kinesiologists out there <laughs> listening. Um And she very much uses that in combination with a lot of other practices, which I love. She is very integrative. So there's that. Then we have two PTs, both of them also wellness coaches. So everyone all has um, a tie into mindset Mm -hmm. um, because I just truly do believe that the mind is where it starts for pretty much everything. And, you know, even watching my mom and, and what she went through, a lot of her health, uh, issues were, I feel very much stress related. And whether that was because, you know, chicken before the egg was her, you know, was it her body or was it her mind? Once you're at a certain point with chronic illness, it really does just take over your, your mental health completely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, that all of, all of the providers very much have a mind set focus, hence why, you know, I say mind fit in our tagline. Um, they're going to help you get mind fit. And then uh, what else? We've got, uh, who am I missing? We've got a yoga instructor, which nice. is uh, Diana. And Diana did our yoga session on the weekend. Lovely. And then we've also got a nutritionist. So Dee Zabara. Dee is amazing. She is also, and you've asked, you know, how do I vet these people? Dee is actually somebody I grew up with, went to school with. Um, and she is doing amazing things in her industry. She is just dynamic, very forward thinking, and she's really a disruptor, which I love about Dee. She really, the people that align themselves with Atria aren't afraid to break through a lot of stigma that's out there. And Um, do things a little differently and challenge convention. Exactly. And say what everyone else is thinking, but are maybe a little bit too afraid to say and put themselves out there, even though it might not be the popular thing to do. 
So, and that, that is truly the core essence of atria, like even down to, it's really, it does become difficult when you're putting out content and creating content, you know, uh, who's going to like this? What's my demographic? And I know what the demographic is and I've always known. And a part of me comes back to that every single time I create content or I'm working with others to create content. And as it goes out there, I I mean, I I really hate this phrase, but it's true, but your vibe attracts your tribe. So, you know, and it's true. What you put out there is going to come back to you. So you can't please everybody. You have to, you have to be true to yourself and, attract the right people you can't please everybody it doesn't can't exactly and i also feel like that's okay if 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 it's not for you if atria is not for someone there's no judgment like there's something else out there for you and i'll I'll probably help you find it (laughs) like that's that's and that's the thing is i i really do want atria to be a place that people just naturally draw to not something that i'm throwing something in their face or trying to sell them down down some rabbit hole or whatever it's it's not about that if like you will naturally gravitate towards it if it's right for you and i just truly believe that in all areas of your life in relationships um you know even friendships whatever it is it everything that is meant for you will come to you Love it. So true. Very uh, Buddhist, philosophical, spiritual Uh, way of thinking. Yeah, Yeah, I'm a little too philosophical at times. I feel sorry for the for the people around me sometimes. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, And can anybody access Atria or do you have to go through some kind of process? How does it work? No, anyone can access it right now. It's really a website. It's an Instagram. It's a LinkedIn. Um, what else do we have? Uh, we are apparently about to do TikTok is what oh, my finger is uh, pushing me towards. <laughs> Great. Um, so right now in terms of like, we've got lots of projects that are being rolled out. We've actually just added uh, workshops and events to the list. So oh, we've got right. some really exciting projects coming up this year. Um, so yeah, it's realistically website and, um, the Instagram is where I roll out a lot of my story and a lot of the content. And that's also, um, about to come out with a lot more of, I guess the resources we've got a lot of the providers who have written some really amazing stuff and, and that's, that's starting to roll out now too. So yeah. Oh, that's sensational. I mean, it just seems like a great, um, culmination of your, passion of your story of who you are who you want to be so what a fantastic um achievement well done thank you so much darren and it honestly yeah it is it's very exciting to do something that feels very authentic and very much me in a business um i don't know if that's the smart way to do it put yourself completely into the business but we'll see if it doesn't work out i'm sure i'll learn a good lesson from it absolutely (laughs) I mean, and in terms of the other things that you like to do, what else do you like to do? What is, is Atria all consuming at the moment? Um, No, definitely not. And like, I wouldn't be, like, I wouldn't have gone through some of the stuff I've gone through without making sure that it's not. Yep. Yes, it is a massive part of my life. And I'm really, really lucky that my friends are so supportive and interested in it and, and all of that. And, but I really do try to have boundaries with it as well because I don't want it to become something I resent. Um, and so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm massive, um, about fitness. I love working out. I love exercising hikes, walks, whatever it is. We're doing a fun run actually in June, June 20. 
Um, so anyone out there who feels like walking slash running with me, please, please come along. It's up the coast in, on the central coast. Nice. Um, and we've, we've teamed up with three other businesses uh, to basically raise funds for, um, it's called Take Three for the Sea. And they are um, a charity all relating to helping clear up the sea. So, oh, cool. yeah, so there's... Um, are you so, yeah, uh, are I, you an ocean person? Are you a swimming person? I love love the beach, love anything outdoors really. Like I thrive with that. And that's a lot of because of course like life is busy, right? Everyone's lives are busy. Um and for me slowing down is actually like the most important thing and it's the thing I struggle with the most. Yeah, um me too, I like me too. I like to go fast. Um yeah. so a lot of us city and, folk over here it's it's almost like common practice. Oh my gosh. And it's funny because that's what Natasha and I are working on at the moment. That's our, like, kind of my challenge at the moment. Um, how do you, how do you keep doing everything you're doing, but take the time for yourself? And that's why the outdoors for me is so important. Even if it's just like walking, literally walking down the end of my street, which I literally did the other day. Nice. Um, it was just an act, like a moment for myself, almost a little act for me um so that's that's definitely i love cooking i love like having people over to cook for that's definitely a big one of like of mine um and yeah just hanging out with my friends i feel like that just hanging out laughing and talking shit doing <laughs> like doing something that just kind of feels a little bit um i don't know spontaneous or random that's it always adds to feeling like you're living i guess so nice, i love nice. doing that how cool yeah. sounds like you've got you know you've got a nice balance that you're, I won't say that you've mastered, but that a nice balance that you're trying to maintain. Trying. Yeah, trying being the operative word there. Yeah, trying um, to maintain. I mean, it's, there's never something that we can master in, in that respect. It's always a struggle, but it's at least you have a mindfulness for what you're trying to achieve. Do you feel like it's something that you like struggle with a bit as yeah, well? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm also like you, I'm very... I'm extremely efficient and I go at a hundred miles an hour, 200 miles an hour doing everything at the yeah. same time. And I get frustrated if things aren't happening fast and I find it very difficult to kind of just take a step back and slow down. And I almost feel guilty if yeah. I just take half a day off. I'm saying, all right, what am I doing? Do you know, it's funny, it's not funny, but that is so normal, right? There's so many of my friends that are like that as well. And like, even um, I had to, I had to take a sick day last week and like, I was feeling really run down. It's been around me and I was laying in bed all day. Like I was resting all day, but I was like the whole time my mind was just like, I wasn't resting. Just ticking, ticking, and I was like, ticking. why? And I got to kind of midday and I was like, why the hell am I doing this to myself? Like, I'm meant to be resting. My boss knows like I'm I'm all good. It's he's the one that's told me to stay at home. Like I need to take a break. Yep. I don't I just don't know why we struggle so hard to switch off. Yeah, I just think it's our, our brains just get so used to getting into that groove, into that momentum, and it just almost runs away without without us being able to control it. It has its own mind and we just have to somehow find a way to pull it back. So they say meditation, mindfulness yoga is really great for that yeah to kind of just definitely. put you back into place well the the thing that like even going um when i had my back issue one of the biggest things that was contributing to it being 
um, not in a good way was actually always being in a state of my sympathetic nervous system. So I could never actually switch into the opposite, which is your parasympathetic nervous system. I was always in fight or flight mode. And so one of the things that, um, you know, was really important was breathing. I know that that is so like, and and it's everywhere these days, you know, there's a breathing app for everything or an app app for breathing for everything. Um, And it, but it's, it really did change the game when I started to do that more. And it's actually something I'm actually getting back into now. So do you do, do you do intense breath work or do you just take a couple of breaths and just, just. Like Wim Hof style, a little bit of Wim Hof with the intensity. Um, (laughs) So I I do, I have done Wim Hof uh, breathing exercises before and I loved it. And it's actually, that's something more, I want to go and do a Wim Hof uh, workshop soon. But more than I haven't even heard of that. That's the first time I'm hearing Wim Hof. I've never heard of this. Oh, you've not heard of Wim Hof. Oh my gosh, Darren, you need to look him up. He is, he is this crazy, passionate, I don't even know how to explain him from the Netherlands. And he... He, they call him the Iceman and he's basically, um, he really tries to help people to beat lots of different, like he's he's helped people with chronic illnesses, immune wow. issues, things like that, where he believes in combination with meditation, breathing and um, ice or cold therapy, all three of them, that's his method. And that basically um, helps with, with certain uh illnesses mental health issues things like that so i like the first two but the ice is a little bit scary so that's that's something i want to do he's got like he's had people jump into you know like minus seven or whatever it is minus 17 degrees or whatever something ridiculous um in the netherlands in the middle of the winter so yeah i don't know how i'd go with that but i i would give it a go but these these are the things i think that um and so to go back to your question no i don't do that and the reason i don't right now is because it's even been hard for me to sit and just do even two minutes of breathing exercises and the one thing that i have learned about myself is that if i try to do something too extreme i will never do it so and, and you know taking a small step so even just sitting for two minutes is is more than enough and when i'm trying to do something so that's why um and like there's apps for it and stuff like that but really just one of they call them box breaths so holding your breath for four uh breathing in for four hold hold for four breathe out for four hold for four and you keep doing that and um yeah it puts switches you into your parasympathetic nervous system and i love it you're reborn again, pretty much. It's not, it's not magic, but when you do it often <laughs> enough, it can be. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, and it's just so important these days because as we've been discussing, you know, life just pulls us in a million directions, especially with technology and the pace of the world in the information age, that we really yep. have to learn how to manage those triggers and get ourselves back into a parasympathetic state. Well, you said it before we jumped on here um, around dopamine mm. and like it is everywhere like you get a like on instagram and it's a hit of dopamine you you like anything in this world right now it's really stimulating and i think that like you know it's it obviously feels good or we wouldn't do it but it's being really aware of that i think that's so important because it 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 really does trick you um into thinking that like that's that's proper yeah that should um, be the norm that should be the way of life yeah no and there's a really good documentary there's a good documentary on Netflix called The Social Dilemma. I don't know if you've watched I've that. I've definitely heard of it, yeah. but I haven't watched it, I don't think. 
yeah, go anyone out there will go and watch it. And it just will broaden your horizons as to how social media can be really damaging. And I do say that obviously can be, again, it's all about how you use social media, but being aware that it is very much a system like, uh, you know, all of these platforms are strategizing to suck you in. Yes. Oh, I have what- seen it. It's fantastic. When you said yes. that, I just, it, it just came like- to me. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the fact alone that they employ people that work in casinos that help people to bring into and stay and, and um, you know, strat- they employ implore strategies that keep people in casinos into the same, into social media. Yep. Like that kind of says it all. So Fascinating. It's a fantastic uh, documentary. Absolutely. Well, and this is what you'll find at Atria, more of this sort of stuff, lots of recommendations yeah. and... The, the antithesis uh, of that, the opposite of that. Yeah, exactly. I can't help myself, as you can tell. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, it's been such a pleasure having you on the show. You know, I love your energy. I love what you're trying to do. And I think everybody out there will definitely benefit in some way or another from what you provide. So they should go and check out your website and the links and your events. So maybe tell us how we can find out more about um, Atria and how we can find you. Thank you. Um, so Atria, uh, so go Instagram. So I'm at Atria underscore underscore. So that's my um, Instagram. Nice. And then website is www.atria.com.au. And then on LinkedIn, we're just under Atria. And that's A-Y-T-R-I-A. Perfect. And then you'll be able to get all the details with regards to events and everything from the website and the social media. Yep. Absolutely. Everything's all on there. So yeah, thank you so much for having me. It's been so great to meet you. And I don't know, like you said about energy, you just kind of can feel it when you're talking to someone where you feel super comfortable and energized. So I really appreciate Ah, it. Appreciate that. Thank you very much. But (laughs) I will definitely put all those great links in the show notes for everybody to access um, because I think it's, you know, be a great resource to watch and I'm sure it's going to grow from strength to strength. Um, now, I always ask my guests to leave us with something at the end of the show. So leave us with some final words of Alex's wisdom. Oh You've gosh. given us so many already, but what would you like to leave us with? Any thoughts, anything? Okay, and I'm only thinking of this because it came from a meeting that I had uh, about Atria this morning. I was talking to um, actually a, a very exciting human being that's coming a part of Atria, hopefully, and we were talking about just managing your mental health when you're putting yourself out there. And one of the things that we were both saying is, and this is my favorite quote at the moment, and I'll probably get it tattooed on me, probably not. um, (laughs) But will you remember this person when you're 80? And I feel like it's a great thought to ask yourself or a great question to ask yourself when you are trying to decide what to do on something, whether it's something on the weekend, something as small as something on the weekend or something as big as where should I go in my career? You know, will you remember this when you're 80? Will you remember this person when you're 80? In other um, words, talking it, about yourself. Anyway. Yeah, so basically just trying to understand that like, just either do it or don't do it. Like if it's something that you truly, truly do not want to do, say no. And like, that's, that's a huge... Um, core value it's not a core value but it's a huge part of of what I'm about is like just say no I often say no to things and put up boundaries because it's important to to say no to things but equally 
say yes. If it's something you really want to do, if it's something you really want to go for and it's genuinely what you're being pulled towards, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to remember it when you're 80? If the answer is yes, then go and do it because yep, you want to look back on your life. I guess you want to look back on your life and feel like you lived the shit out of it. That's basically what it's about. I love it. What a great way to finish. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, Alex. That's sensational. I really love it. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, For all the audience out there, I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. And um, hopefully we might even get Alex back on in the next few months and see how Atria is progressing. Awesome. Thank you so much, Darren. My pleasure. Thanks again. Everybody out there, have a great day and we'll see you very, very soon for another episode. Bye for now.